the project. Kuwait. Learn. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the project. And we are joined by one of our super fans, I'd say. Someone that's very active on social media with the project Kuwait. Awesome to have you on. Awesome to Thank highlight you. one of like our biggest fans, I'd say, in Kuwait. Yeah. <laughs> you comment on everything and it's awesome <laughs> because like we get direct feedback on episodes, so it's great. And I don't want to screw up your name too much, so I'll let you introduce your name. Oh, sure. <laughs> All this and more in today's episode. Wait, I want to hear you say my name though, actually. I haven't even attempted. <laughs> Liam, <laughs> Liam, Liam, this is all you nice, do. Nice, dude. I like how you research like yeah, the people you host. Elia? Eliana? Eliana? No. No? Way off. <laughs> That's way like two off. Well, you were right the first... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was it the first Elia? time? Elia? Very close. All right. Yeah, I was going to say Elia. Elia Castellbeck. Oh, he okay. got it. Yeah, yeah the last He's name. He's been doing his research. See. That's not yeah. the first time anyone's ever said that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I know, dude. He's yeah. like the last one to do research on this show. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll walk in with like a bunch of papers and everything. He's like, all right, let's go. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But he usually gets the names. That's his job. Sometimes. Nice. Sometimes. Dude, I don't know, I just make it up. I'm just like, yeah. Kuwaiti ones, dude. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> I'm going to say, hey, bro, what's up? I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, so how'd you come across the podcast? Yeah, so basically, I know Megan because she used to be a coach at Circuit Plus. And I used to attend her 7 a.m. CrossFit classes. And she was super cool. She used to have also her B3, I believe. She used to like make food and stuff. And I always used to indulge in them. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I've known Megan for quite some time. And I saw her posting stuff about you guys, like the Project Wait and your podcast and all of that. And I've never actually listened to a podcast before. And I wanted to start off with something that could interest me. So I was like, okay, I'll give this a go because it's in Kuwait. I can kind of relate to it. And I saw a few of your episodes and the titles and stuff. The titles is what really like drew my attention. That's all my job, by the way. Oh, really? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so that's what really, yeah. happy with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they usually suck. <laughs> no, it really drew my attention and the picture as well. The dishtasha and like, and then you with the weights and stuff. I'm like, this is amazing. So like, <laughs> it has a good cover photo. It has like, the titles are just great. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to give it a listen. And I just walked down the beach with my dog and I listened to an episode. I'm like, this is awesome. Awesome, dude. Yeah, so, I love so, it. Yeah, yeah. So you really are like a super fan. What's your favorite episode? My favorite episode was the steroid topic. Yep. I really love that one because it's a very sensitive topic. Just even talking just a small part of it is just, it's educational. Nobody wants to be honest with the fitness industry. And I think honesty is, it's so important just to gain respect and trust from clients and from people around you. So I think by far, that's my favorite episode. I listened to the recently, the one you told me about, what was it? Drama therapy? Drama therapy, right? Yeah, that on one eating was disorders. You, on had, eating you had disorder. sent me a comment or you had commented on something. Yeah. And I was like, you got to listen to this episode then. It was with Fatma Ghatfan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. a good episode. She, she dropped a lot of knowledge on yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I liked Heya Sharhans as well. I yep. really like admire her. She was the first Kuwaiti CrossFit athlete. And she has two kids. And she just keeps going and going. And she's quite an inspiration. So that's another episode I really enjoyed. And a bunch of others. Yeah, she's definitely a powerhouse. So you've been in Kuwait your whole life, right? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> my whole life. Yeah. like, oh, my whole life. <laughs> uh, so you went, you went past the five-year plan. You're, oh, yeah. You should be given the passport stamped, you know, and everything. everything. Actually, we, my grandfather was offered the Kuwaiti passport. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. but he's… This is from my mother's side. So they're from Iran. She's Armenian-Iranian. Okay. So at the time, Iran was more… Wow. 
yeah. you know, the passport was much bigger and stuff. So the Kuwaiti passport was just Kuwait was just nothing at the time. It was just sand. Yeah. Sand and expats. We, we are relatively new. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty new. So we, No, that's pretty cool. That's yeah. awesome that you've been here and you went to ASK, right? ASK. All right, cool. My son's going there. <laughs> I, had to, I had to throw that out. I got to throw ASK a little shout out. Best sports school in Kuwait. That's true. Hands down. They've that's got, true. That's true. Yeah, dude. See, I'm building DJ up to just be an athlete. And if he's anything other than an athlete, I'm going to shoot myself. You know what? This is what I tell myself too. I'm like, if my son comes and tells me or my daughter that they want to do ballet, that's it. I'm no, out dude, of here. I'm, I'm fine with ballet. Man, Back there are a lot ballet, of football players that do ballet. I was going to say, I was like, if my girl becomes ballet artist, I would be like, that's amazing because that is some strength. Yeah. I was like, just insane. about to say, can you that's imagine insane. Liam's kids saying like, art? <laughs> yeah, like if, I don't know. Like, yeah, if they, if they would just start, start doing like random workshops of like, natural art and stuff I'd be like yeah no worries I'll come next time I'll come next time I'll come and support you next time <laughs> Dude, oh, what, no. What, what, <laughs> no no when I was in this is the weirdest story when I was in Belgium for baseball we were playing for Kuwait it was our first time there this was in 1998 and the Saudi Arabian team they had a bunch of Americans they would literally live in America come back to Saudi Arabia play in the Little League World Series and they mm-hmm. won it a bunch of times right Saudi Arabia won the Little League World Series <laughs> go figure <laughs> okay. right they had this one guy who was 6'6 and I'm telling you, like, he was two times the size of Liam. And Liam's a big boy. It's hard to believe. <laughs> His hand was, he was just scary to look at. So soft-spoken. He still probably holds the record for the most home runs. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And he was, yeah. And he was talking to him, dads. And I'm going to school next year for arts. And he was like, what? He was like, yeah, I act. And we were all just, the whole team was like, huh? What? Yeah, it's like, this dude's doing like Shakespeare shit. He should be going to a D1 college playing football or something just because of his sheer size. That would be funny, dude, if your kids popped out that way. If they want to do that, I would fully support them. But they should do what I want them to do. (laughs) Yeah. I I already told, hey, I want to work on kid number two. Oh, just in case DJ wants wants to, you know, go to the side of like the books and stuff. Yeah. Which is kind of where he's headed. (laughs) Highest intelligent woman though. She is. Yeah, she definitely is. You got the best of both worlds with DJ. We can get back to our guests here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I know, right? Sorry. No, it's okay. This happens a lot. No, it's all good. All right. So like one of the things that you posted about was coaching and trainers. Right. You had a post, I think it was a few weeks ago, the difference between a trainer and and a coach. So why don't you dig into that a little bit and give us your version of it, of the difference between a trainer and a coach. Okay, so I think one of the things that really triggered this topic with me is that sometimes people just come in and then it's really easy to coach a class. So if you know how to play basketball or like, let's say, an assistant coach and whatever, you know how to run the basics, right? But you still don't know the main topic or idea you want to run as the class or as a team. So sometimes we have people coming in and then claiming that there are coaches and this and lots of stuff. And it just angers me so much because they don't know the real definition behind being a coach. One of the reasons I wanted to be a coach is because I grew up in Kuwait. We didn't really have much compared to outside of Kuwait. I had to play in boys teams up until I was like 11 or 12 because there was no such thing as a girls soccer team. At that age, you can't play with boys. You start to hit puberty and mature and stuff and it's just, it's not going to happen. So basically, I love reading. I love doing my research and stuff. I just wanted to figure out like, what is the difference between a trainer and a coach? And a trainer is kind of like a trainee. They would know just the basics of teaching and coaching. I just don't know how to explain it. It's just not that. And then a coaching is much more than saying, okay, do like a bench press. It's much more than that. People nowadays are just 
like hiring trainers and stuff, it's easy to make someone sweat and run. You know what I mean? But it's not easy to actually coach someone based on what they need as per training or just their body type, what their goals are, what your goals are with them. It's like a project. The way I see each of my clients or my girls is like each one is an individual project. You just want to keep working on them and stuff. And then there's someone who sees it like a trainer would see it like, okay, I'm just going to make sure she does 100 burpees or 100 push-ups as long as she sweats and she says she's dying at the end of the session. I did my job. Does that make sense? This is how a trainer would see taking in a client and then a coach would see it in a much more mechanical and technical way. And then people would just keep posting stuff and it would just drive me crazy. Like we went through a lot to like help these people. We really genuinely want to help them deep down. And then these people just want to do it because it's fun. And I see this all the time, all the time. And it just drives me crazy. You're just like shaming the title of being a coach or like helping these people. So so I guess it's kind of like the difference would be like a trainer is kind of an amateur. Yes. Whereas the coach is like the professional kind of the essence of being a fitness professional. Yeah. You're thinking about the long term for each and every client. Okay, even if maybe in this one session, maybe the person isn't getting a sweat on, but they're working on their glute activation mm-hmm. or they're working on their flexibility, which is going to help them over the next year or two years or 10 years yeah. or however much. Whereas that trainer is thinking, okay, I have them for 50 minutes or an hour mm-hmm. and I'm just going to get them to die, as you said. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So it's the difference between an amateur and a professional. Right. In summary… One gives a shit, the other one doesn't. Exactly. Moral of the story. One one gives a shit about the person, the other person gives a shit about getting paid at the end of the hour. Yeah, Yeah, and the coach is actually involved in the person's life. I think that's the bigger part of it. Like when I was a coach, I was always involved in the lives of the kids that I was coaching or the people that I was coaching, especially kids. I mean, being a baseball coach, I got some random questions about growing up and coach, what do I do? And coach, I got into this trouble. What should I do to get out of it? And it's like, that's what you're seen as as a coach. I mean, Liam, I'm sure you get it. And I'm sure you get it over at your gym. And from what you're saying, I agree with you. Like right now, you get all these charlatans. Is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah, you got all these these charlatans coming out of the woods. What? Where's that come from? (laughs) It just drives me crazy. I don't know. Like they just come out of nowhere and then they just claim this title. It's like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to go be a lawyer. I just, I know how to argue with you. So I'm now a lawyer. You know what I mean? They just misuse the title because especially I think in the way the world sees like coaching, it's just not the top job. If you look at the bigger occupations in the world, like doctors, engineers, lawyers, and whatever, especially in Kuwait, if you're not one of these, and if you don't fit in these categories, anything else is just for fun. You know what I mean? But it's just much more than that. And I grew up in Kuwait not having the access to having proper coaches, proper facilities and whatever. So another reason why I came back to Kuwait to teach or to coach is because I wanted to give back to Kuwait just like how Kuwait gave back to me. That's amazing. That's admirable. That's amazing that you're doing that. That's really cool. I can relate to these women because fitness is just expanding here. And women are becoming more comfortable to walk into a gym or register to a gym and are willing to learn. I have girls that come and ask me questions after class like, coach, how can I improve in a squat? Or like, what can I do at home that I can work on or practice on to gain a bit more mobility in my hips or my ankles? So someone like trainers that I know, they don't know how to answer that. They will just tell you, oh yeah, go on YouTube or go on this app or go on that. Like what? If you're coming here and you're like, what if a girl came and asked you such a question and you just didn't know how to answer? So I just feel like since I didn't have that growing up here, I want to be that for them. So that's why I think I take this topic to heart or too personal because 
I don't want these women to go through like what I'd go through. Having to wait till summertime to leave Kuwait, to travel back home, to actually like attend camps and do things that I didn't have to do here in Kuwait since I didn't have access to it. So it's just my way of giving back. So I take that title, that position and occupation like on my forehead. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> salute you. So did you listen to our episode on what makes a good coach? Yes. Yeah, that was I like that one. one. That was I a, love that, that one. That was a fun too. one. Yeah, Liam, nice Liam wasn't involved in that one. No, I don't even yeah. think he listened to it. This is one I don't think you listened to that one. <laughs> I really know that now. I'm just messing with It's because I'm a good coach, you know. That's why. <laughs> so, 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 he doesn't need all of that. Thinks he's a good coach. See, I'm such a good coach that, dude, you can't even hire me. People can't afford me, man. That's why I don't coach anymore. They just can't afford me. Yeah, that's a good point. Wasta, wasta. Yeah, no, no. You really do need wasta. Like when people are like, yeah, will you coach my son? I'm like, nah, yeah, I don't really have the time. I don't think you can afford me, so it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Going rates like 300 an hour right now, is it? Something like that? About 450. Oh, 450. 450. Yeah, Sorry, I mean, nice. you know, to all those people out there. like got bills to pay, man. I know, I got people lined up. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> so here's my question in terms of coaching and trainers. Now, yeah. right now, I think the class scene is blown up in Kuwait over mm-hmm. the last couple of years, right? We can all agree that gyms are really going towards the boot camps, the CrossFit class, the this class, the that class, the Tums and Buns and whatever. <laughs> yeah, like all this crazy <laughs> crap. But then you get these trainers that don't have the tolerance to put up with newbies coming into their classes. How does that make you feel? Especially when it's young female mm-hmm. who is stepping out of her comfort zone. How does that make you feel to see that in the training industry here? To see a trainer that's like, I'm not going to waste my time on her. Well, I would call these default trainers. They just tell you the basics. They feel like they wouldn't want to give an extra few minutes into actually trying to get her into the group, into the bubble, have her be comfortable with the people, with the workouts, if you're new. Like they're just very default. They're just the same expression. They'll say the same words. They'll say, yeah, just follow me. Just listen. Just follow the girls. And I hate that because what if one girl or one client in the class is doing something incorrect and that girl doesn't know who to follow because she doesn't know if she can't determine whether they're doing it right or wrong. And I've had that case many times. And sometimes the newbies are a little afraid to ask questions. So you kind of have to keep an eye on them. And if I would look at a new trainer or just these default trainers, what I call them, they just don't want to attend them. They just feel like if they come into a few more classes, they'll kind of pick it up. They'll pick up the structure. They'll pick up the basic movements and they just don't need to stress about it. It's just that one hour, teach this class, leave. You know what I mean? It's much more to that. You want them to learn and then you want them to progress because it will help them in their lifestyle and outside of the gym. I've had girls who came and they made a group of friends or told other people to come into the gym because they felt comfortable. They felt like when they first walked into the gym and walked into my class, they were welcome. They didn't feel like they were an outsider. So then it's something they can go home and share. Wow, I went to this gym and I did this and this and this and this coach and blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? But there's multiple times where I had new girls come and tell me, I came here new, but this is my first time with you and whatever. And then once they like came into my class and I showed them this, like, wow, I didn't know this was this. I'm like, how many times have you been coming here? Oh, for a week now. And you still don't know how to do this? Whose class did you attend to? And it drives me crazy. It's just like a small, basic thing. So There's so much that I could say on this subject. But you know, but you know, but can you kind of like, can you kind of like relate or like talk about like, I I can relate more as a customer 
Yeah. Like, yeah, and you're just like, oh my CrossFit, gosh, you know? Dude, that's why I hated CrossFit for the longest time. Because I went to one class two years ago and it was a shit experience. It was just horrible. And this is the thing I think people don't get. Like, and this is what those amateur kind of trainers don't understand or haven't kind of gone through the journey of as yet is that that one bad experience, that one one hour of the customer's life, mm-hmm. they will remember that for the rest of their life. Yeah. If they're in Kuwait their whole life and they come to, could be any number of the gyms and they go and try that gym out, that one hour is absolutely awful. They will never, ever go back. And everybody like, knows everyone yeah, in Kuwait, you know? Every, yeah, yeah. tell everyone else. They go, oh, no, I really didn't like it. This person was coaching, blah, blah, blah. And they go, oh, actually, like, man, that's not very good. And then 10 people don't go to that same business. Or then they tell five other people and then 50 people don't go to that business yeah. just because that one person had a bad experience. So actually then, like, the business is then massively affected because of it. Yeah. It's just because you don't know like, who's coming. Yeah, right. exactly. And then your business is affected by that one trainer not giving a good service to just one person. And that's a huge impact, especially in Kuwait and especially when we have like such a sensitive change going on, as you said, about kind of bringing more females into the fitness industry. Yeah. Specifically females. Because there's a lot of places for guys to go, but there's not there's so many places. There's always been a lot of places for guys. Yeah, so yeah. there's not so many places for females to feel comfortable. And especially it's in a mixed gym as well. Like there's not that many places for females to go and feel comfortable. Right. So yeah, like I think you've got to be really, really aware and I know that I've done it in the past before. Like that exact situation that you said, I've definitely done myself before. And I've had to quickly go, hang on a second, that was not good. Yeah. But that's obviously helped me develop into the kind of the coach more so that I see myself as today. But I know you have to go through that. This whole conversation is about accelerating people's understanding of that as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think everyone will do it. But it's like, yeah. how do you change from doing that as quickly as possible? Right. It's experience-driven. Yeah. It's, yeah, ex- exactly. it's very much experience-driven. Even as a young baseball coach, when I was, dude, there were those times where I'd walk by a kid and be like, all right, I don't have time for this. Yeah, I'm I got, too good for this. Like, no, 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 no I'm too good for it. Like, I have 14 other kids that I need to worry about. Yeah. I know. But a couple yeah. of years later, I learned that my weakest link is what's going to kill me. Right. So in your class setting or in a class setting, your weakest link, and I think they did not a TED Talks. Damn it. I forgot the name of the article that was written, but it was something with economics, Freakonomics. Freakonomics talked about this in football, that like it's your weakest link that's going to drive you to losing a game versus winning a game. So that's why I changed my theory as a coach, but it's experience driven. Yeah. Same thing, I think, in a class. If you have the weakest person there and you're teaching them, they're going to go out raving about you. And then all of a sudden your class is packed up. Yeah. And I think it's a massive testament in that class to how much time you can spend with that new person. You should have done the work with everyone else so that realistically they can run the class without you anyway. Mm-hmm. So like three or four minutes spent with a new person shouldn't be a problem. So when that person comes in, you should be looking out for them as soon as you see that they're new anyway. So you can spend a couple minutes with them at the beginning of the class before everyone else. Like, you know, what it's like a crossfit. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. like 5 p.m. class. And then like three minutes later, then people start walking up to the whiteboard and you can actually introduce the class. Mm-hmm. So you've got a couple minutes there. But then also when everyone's going to get their equipment and stuff like that, you've got a couple more minutes there as well. So you've actually got quite a lot of downtime where you can go and spend with that new person or that new one or two people or however many there is. And you know that there's things that the other people can go off to go and do because they should be able to go and do things by themselves Mm -hmm. because you've been running that class so efficiently before that point. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So you brought up an interesting point about females in Kuwait not having the resources. And right now, I think we're having a boom in terms of females in sports. We got the football team. We got the basketball team. We got the swimmers. We got, we had Faye Sultan on our show before. So it's like, there's this huge influx of females that are getting into sports. And I think the world's got to watch out. I think Kuwaiti women, in my opinion, are badass. Are, are badasses. <laughs> no, seriously. I, I think no, Kuwaiti no, really. females, yeah, yeah. like when they really put their minds on, like, dude, my aunts, 
dude, they're all badasses. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, like my wife, hey, and when she has a goal in mind, she works towards it. So I think the female Kuwaitis, I think they're going to make a heavy push in sports, but it could be ruined or tainted by some of the gym scenes here and some of the trainers that you see. For instance, Haya and a couple of her friends did Strongman, one of the gyms here, and she loved it. And then another woman that I know did Strongman a couple of years ago absolutely hated it and it was mainly because of the trainer. So what could trainers do to cultivate this drive towards performance excellence for females in Kuwait? There's so much to this question. <laughs> yeah, that was a heavy There's question. So, yeah. I don't know yeah. like, what do so you think? <laughs> what do you think? It's so easy, casually throwing out the question. <laughs> it's just so hard. I don't know where to begin, to be honest. Because um, your generation's obviously a lot different than right. my generation and his generation. Yes. So what's your generation looking for in a coach or in a so trainer or a class so they're not sure. driven away? Right. So making sure that they shouldn't be afraid of the weights. Okay, this is the first thing I would tell the girls. Don't be afraid to pick up a 15-pound dumbbell. You're not going to look like a man. Trust me, (laughs) you know? They're afraid of that because it's just basically what friends tell them, what they see online, what family members have told them, don't lift too many weights and I don't know what and whatever. But little do they know is that lifting this weights, like that amount of weight carefully with correct technique could actually change their lives, make them stronger, make them better just improve their overall health and stamina and whatnot because I've seen a bunch of trainers that say, no, 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 don't pick up that. Don't, it's too heavy for you. Really? Yeah. Why? Just go pick it up. Or like I had a few clients come out of another coach's class and then she would come to my class and I know her physical capacities and capabilities. And I see her with five pound dumbbells doing like bicep curls, overhead press, something simple. I'm like, since when have you picked up that kind of way? Oh yeah, but this coach told me that I should do this because I need to do this. Pick up the 15 or the 20s, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I would just tell them like, don't be afraid of the weights. Go and have fun. You want to have fun, but you want to be careful when you have fun. Just teach them the mechanics of the movement and just make sure you concentrate. Make sure they're with you. Eye contact. Giving them tactical, technical movements. Just being there with them throughout the process and then just observing them. When I used to do just private PTings, I used to tell my clients, after six months, I'm leaving you. And they used to panic. They're like, why are you leaving me? Where are you going? I'm like, well, I think after six months, you should know how to walk into a gym by yourself and do everything that I've taught you. You know what I mean? Like, why am I going to still accept money from you when you could eventually go off and be a free little bird? And it's kind of like things? being a psychologist. Yeah. Like, that's a, like a psychologist, a shrink. It. It's like if you're with a shrink for more than a couple of years, they're doing something wrong. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know? It's kind of like with a coach. If they're not teaching you how to interact on your own, then there's a problem there. I know. That's how I see it, at least. Yeah, Unless you're training yeah, yeah. competitively. If you're a competitive athlete, then obviously you need your programming and everything else to go with it. Right. But if you're just going for, let's go with the number one thing, weight loss. If you're just going for weight loss, eventually you should be able to do it by yourself. Yeah, definitely. I'd agree with that. But then also there's definitely certain types of personalities which prefer training with an individual. Yeah, like ninety percent so, of the population here. Yeah, <laughs> like to be honest, like, like I need a trainer over my head. Like I have a lot of clients now who can perfectly do everything by themselves, but they actually prefer to yes. just have they have the accountability of coming to me or someone else on a day to day basis to come and do their session with them. And also, you have to remember a lot of it is like social time. So mm-hmm. it's like some of these people they don't have a lot of social time outside of the gym. And I'll see Yeah, and so that time to kind of come and experience something completely different. Since so I'm going to pay you to talk to me. Well, that's something you do right now. Yeah, that's why you're as a coach. But like what I mean is not like within the gym. Because yeah. I used to do home PTs. Yeah. So when I used to do home PTs for a company here, I used to tell these girls, after six months, you are out and you are going to go join a gym. 
and you're going to do these things by yourself or have a PT within that gym or go to a class or just register to like SAS, Corniche or these places. Because one of my favorite clients actually that I had, she was a mom of two kids, three kids. She had a job and her husband was a businessman. So he was always constantly traveling. So my time with her when I used to go over to her house was just training her, being a psychologist at the same time. As a coach, you are their psychologist too. And just you want to help them overall. And I was just like, you need to go out there. You're perfectly capable of doing these things on your own. You can go to the gym and then just meet other people. Like you said, like the social aspect of it. I was more focusing more on those kinds of clients going out there. They can do it. I know they can. Otherwise, I wouldn't throw this at them. If they want at this point to just stay with me, just being on top of the head, I would not say no to them. I love them dearly. You know what I mean? But I just want them to be able to, like the knowledge that they've consumed from me, go and just put it out there. Even if it's for a few times, just try to do it by themselves. Because eventually I won't be there. So that's pretty much like what I was working towards. Just teaching them how to do it by themselves. How to improve on their own. And just always think about, okay, if I was doing a pull day today, what if I had an injury, for example, what movements could I do that would avoid the injury or like working around injury? Very detailed things. So they do have the ability to be able right, to do they it. Do. Yeah, yeah, they do. If they want to learn, they'll learn. If they just want a trainer for just having a trainer, so be it. Yeah, see, I can't relate to that. I've never had a trainer just to talk to. My no, trainer, even just my trainer doesn't so, talk some much. Dude, my, coach doesn't, <laughs> my coach doesn't talk much. <laughs> when he says something, it's important that you listen. He does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, he, he's a man of very few words. <laughs> but when he says them… You pick this. <laughs> when he says them, I mean, yesterday I had him on the podcast and I was like, where is all this? He talks so well. And it's like, dude. As soon as you get a microphone in front of Rob, like, he just goes. I know, goes, I, right? know yeah, <laughs> no, I know. At the gym, he's like, but then again, I'll ask something that's a one-worded answer anyway. So, <laughs> should I do this? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Am I doing this for this reason? He'll be like, A, B, and C. Okay, cool. Let's do it. Done. So now, like I said earlier, your generation is a lot different than ours. Mm-hmm. Social media. Ugh. How is that portrayed <laughs> for you younger guys and girls? Because you said you graduated in 15, right? Yeah. Still, you're still in that mix that we're way beyond. <laughs> You've just put me and you in yeah, the same age group. Yeah, like, this is it. This yeah, like the first time. Hey, you're 30 now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're 30. Oh yeah, like, yeah, it is your birthday. Yeah. I saw that. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. But like before, he kept going about how old he was. He was still in his 20s. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm old now. I'm old now. I'm old with you. Now. Wait till you get 33. Yeah. 33. And then you'll believe me, dude. Say, okay. When you get 33, that's when the Jeep starts to break down. <laughs> Oh my God. You guys are like stressing me now. (laughs) Just like that. I don't want to grow up anymore. No, no. But there's a level of maturity that comes along the way for some people, but not for me. But that's cool. (laughs) I know, right? But now what's the social media scene like for you guys? Because I'm sure you and your group and generation follow different people and see different information than what we see. So how's that? And how does that relate to trainers and the fitness industry here in Kuwait? Right. So… Well, listen, I could be affected by this as well at some points because sometimes I'll be like scrolling through social media. I follow these incredible like CrossFit athletes, the elite athletes. And I'm just like, wow, I want to be that person. (laughs) So I could be affected by it as well. But then like if I sit and evaluate about how they reach this point to be an elite level athlete, it's just not going into the gym and lifting for one hour and then having fun for the rest of their lives. It's hard work. It's dedication. And this is something that they don't show you. These elite level athletes don't show you that. It's very just a small percentage of them. They just post pictures with their abs or just like these fitness models waking up in the morning looking like so glowy. 
you know? wait, I wish I could look like that <laughs> right? when I woke up. I mean, <laughs> yeah, and then like, I like a female elite crossfit athlete. Yeah, I wish I could be glowing, man. <laughs> Lipstick on and eyeshadow. I woke up like this. <laughs> Beyonce in the background. It's just crazy. And like the younger generation just see that and they're just, yeah, that's possible. I'm going to do that. And nowadays, just very recently, we're having a lot of younger girls come in. Oh, and they're teens just starting to come into the gym because all the other friends come into the gym. And then they have to wear Lululemon. They have to wear Cartier and all these things and 30 kilos of makeup. And they're like 15 or 16 because they must look like that when they go to the gym. Since these social media, like these influencers are going to the gym and posting stuff like that. They're like, okay, so this is how I'm going to look like. I mean, look, there's nothing wrong with full body expression. No, no, no. There's nothing wrong. I want to make that clear. From our side, there's nothing wrong with full body expression. But at the end of the day, what about the gimmicky stuff that's spoken to at your age? Like the saran wrap around, you know, your stomach to get a six pack. But that's what I mean. It's just, (laughs) it's not even that. Like those are the products, right? So first it should be how you should appear. You must appear this way. Otherwise, you're not qualified to go to the gym. You know what I mean? At this age, like who cares what you wear? What matters is what you do. How your coach like teaches you. What you accomplish? What are you paying for? You know what I mean? And then I had so many incidents with these young girls because their friends or like influencers would tell them to eat this X amount of food and they'll start to get dizzy and faint. There's multiple times where I had to deal with girls fainting in my class and I had to physically carry one of them out as fast as I can. That's scary. It is scary. scary. It's so scary because I start to put the blame on myself. What did I do wrong? What did I say? Why couldn't have I asked her what was wrong with her before? Because she looks perfectly fine. But little do you know, if they consumed enough food throughout the day, if you don't know what their lives are outside of that one hour, unless you really, really know them. And then this is what would happen. Or they would start taking these teas or like you said, saran wrap and putting all these products. I tried that. Didn't do shit. Like, (laughs) you know, like the sweat. (laughs) There's this new thing, the sweat stick. Oh, yeah. That's old. That's really? really, Yeah, that's really old. The sweat stick, the the sweat sweat spray. Yeah. There's so many. The shake weight making a comeback. Oh my God. <laughs> the shaker weight's making a comeback. Making a comeback. That was out in the 80s, man. Like I remember that shit when I was like a kid no, in the no 90s. Pun intended. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get that one later. You're going to be like, ah. I get it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I walked into it. All right, all right. <laughs> but all right. So now flipping it a little bit with your generation, your age group. I'm speaking to this because we have a mixture of ages listening to this show. Mm-hmm. Is it completely magnified beyond belief now for your age group? Because with us, like we'll spend three hours on the phone, maybe a day, right? Like it's not as bad as the younger generations, the, the younger no, 24-7 on the phone. Their life, life is in that. So that's definitely affecting your lives, right? Yeah. It's even with like the younger, younger kids with the iPads and everything, these devices and just being in front of the screen for that long, it damages the neurons in your brain. Just basic development. You would think that it would actually improve developing the brain just by educational purposes, like listening to this song or this video or watching this happen. But it's actually damaging it. Up until high school, like my last year, my senior year, they were giving out iPads and stuff for learning purposes, notes and whatnot. I was still sticking with a pen and paper, like super old school. I'm super old school. And my teachers used to get pissed because they're like, you have to send this out. You have to. I'm like, listen, if you can't accept a piece of paper, not my problem. Yeah, but we're trying to save paper and I don't know what. And I'm like, you're trying to save paper, but you're destroying human mind. It's such a powerful thing. And I just refused to accept this kind of 
this kind of change, this shift towards technology, because it is affecting everything. It's affecting, like I said, you would think it's enhancing the education, but it's not. And now you would think it's enhancing just programs and whatever, like with the fitness industry, it's really not because they're showing you what you want to see, what they want to show you. And it's very easy to believe that by just looking at one picture or one clip on YouTube or whatever it is. I believe it sometimes. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes I see a girl doing this or lifting this and I'm like, yeah, I can do that. Or I want to do that. What am I supposed to do to be able to do what she's doing? Sometimes I'm easily affected or drawn into it as well. But just until I sit and evaluate and think about the process it takes to reach that goal, that end result, is just completely different. And I have to figure it out on my own. No, it's understandable. Try doing so. cleans behind this guy. <laughs> I was doing cleans behind I was, him. I, I was and, watching your videos once. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, his warm, his, warm, his warm up was my max. And I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I just want to walk away. This but was like, last week. How so. long did it take Liam to get to, to get this to that goal? Point, and people don't right? see that. But yeah, Liam yeah. could just post that one video that I watched. And I'm like, I can do that. Or… You just got to eat a lot of raisins and rice cakes. <laughs> That's it. A lot of peanut butter. Yeah. Protein shakes. But I, I feel like this, this is targeted more to like the females yeah. who are just coming into the fitness industry. Just by slowly seeing this booty workouts, this glute, these glute stuff. Some of the questions I get like coming, how can I get an abs and an ass? Why not? How can I be healthy? How can I be fit? Yeah. So like people… Well, the abs and ass is… It's a side effect of getting healthy. People don't understand that. Yeah. To get to that… It's a side effect of if you get right. healthy, you get all of that with it. It's a side effect. So, and then like they'll come and they'll tell me the quotes like abs are built in the kitchen. I'll be like, okay, so what are you consuming to kind of build your abs? They're like, oh, I'm just having like 800, 900 calories a day. What? Do you even know how much a baby consumes? <laughs> Way more than that. So you're basically consuming a portion or portions of food that an infant would consume. And just think about that. Do you think that is healthy for you? It's not healthy at all. You're not going to achieve anything with that amount of food or calorie intake in your life. You're just slowly killing yourself. This is, I guess, it's more directed towards girls. Especially in Kuwait, people are just a bit naive. That's why I want to be the person to just direct them towards going the right direction. Because it's very easy for these, what are they called? These food stations? I have no idea. The, I'm, the, I'm meal, the meal prep, times. the meal oh, prep yeah, yeah, places, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. it's default calories. They just send you a box. You pay a hundred kd, and they believe it. Man, this you know? annoys me. Meal prep companies, because I'm looking it for a good meal prep me. company right now. Hey, can, you, can you guys go easy on the meal I prep have companies? One. What if we're gonna get a sponsor, man? No, yeah, but like, I have one. But I have one for you. I have a perfect one for you. We'll talk about after. Yeah, yeah. But like for the most part, obviously, I eat quite a lot of food. Yeah, I can face this with I eat quite a lot of food. Like, not a huge amount, but I eat more oh, than… Only like 4,500 calories but, worth. But I, yeah. <laughs> but I eat… I basically more, I yeah, eat, if he's consuming anything less, that's yeah. just like… But I eat more than 2,500 calories. Put it that way. If you go to like most… Like 90% of meal prep companies, they'd be like, okay, the maximum calories we do is 2,000. I'm like, okay, well like… You asked me to pay this amount of money. Yeah. Which is not a small amount of money. But like, you asked me to pay that amount of money and I'm still not even going to get my full day. And there's no option to make it bigger. There's no option to like have it more customized in that respect. And it's like, actually, okay, so people who are looking to get strong, get fit, be healthy on a large amount of calories with good whole food, mm -hmm. like there's very little option. Like it's just purely them going default. Okay, let's cut everyone's calories by five, six hundred, and then they're going to lose weight. Yeah, of course they're going to lose weight, yeah, but they're going to lose muscle as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're gonna, that's on a big deficit. And so actually like they're going to lose muscle as well. So actually like they're going to lose weight. They're going to see 
a response to whatever you're giving them. Mm-hmm. In two but weeks, it, they'll get but, that quick response. Yeah. But is it a good response in the long term? Like, no. no. And right. it's not so, sustainable because yeah. your body gets used to it after time. And, like uh, the and, human body adapts. And, and realistically, if you drop someone's calories by 600 calories, after two weeks, they're going to be like, I need a Shake Shack. <laughs> like, and then what happens? Like, and then they're going to they're gonna smash like yeah. 4,000 calories yeah. in one sitting. And, and then it's all back on. And you're like, yeah. man, it's ridiculous. And so what's really annoying me is that we got so many meal prep companies and we have like such it's a the good… biggest scam. It's the biggest it's scam the biggest I've scam. seen. In, yeah, in my know. opinion, meal prep companies are the biggest scam because A, and Meg says this a lot, sourcing of the food. Yeah. You don't know where it's coming from. Right, you don't right. know if you're eating chicken or cat. Like, like, you really like, don't know. I've had, exactly. I've had some companies deliver to a house. It's like Carly's like, tried different things and everything. And you're like, this comes and it's like this plastic kind of beef burger thing, which doesn't even look nice. <laughs> like It's obviously low calorie because it's got like no sauce on, no quality of meat in there and everything. And it's tiny and it just looks like a kid's plate hamburger thing. <laughs> like it looks like that and I'm like what the hell is this like what the hell <laughs> like, I've been trying to do that so that we save time on prepping food and everything on a daily basis but it's just like that's not even worth it it's yeah. your lucky day like, today like, I got it for yeah. you yeah well, dude, yeah yeah dude, you make some good meals alright like you have no you posted some stuff and yeah. I, I messaged you and I'm like what the hell is in there that actually looks damn good because right. I make all my own food yeah Hey is one she was like let's try a meal prep screw that shit I'm not paying someone to do that when I don't know where their food's coming from. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. organic, non-organic. Dude, you don't know what's going in there. No offense to you guys, but… Right. Okay. <laughs> no, you're right. You're absolutely correct. I actually started a YouTube channel today. Oh, nice. Yeah, dude. based on like the food. Because so many people have been asking me, how do you make this? And how… She's got some good recipes. She's like, got some really good recipes. It takes me 10 minutes. 10 yep. minutes. I think the only thing that takes… Overall, it takes me a few hours because I have to clean up. And I hate cleaning up. Everyone hates the cleanup. It's just the cleanup. But yeah, like is, the this prep. This is mainly why I have meal prep. <laughs> but hold, hold, it's hold, just hold, the cleanup. Hold on. Here's, here's the away. major investment people forget about. This is what I put in the house I'm building. A dishwasher. You <laughs> know dishwasher. what? I was thinking about they sell, that. They sell like, them. I think they have the small ones for like 90 KD. Not bad. They used to have them at Gian. 90 KD. It's a small little dishwasher. And I should have bought it a long time ago. But I just don't have room in our apartment. That's I'm actually going to go check most it out now. Like, it's, it's almost cheaper for most people to have a human dishwasher. <laughs> but like, you know… Like, yeah. In the UK, it's like really normal to have a dishwasher because like, it's obviously state, like, yeah, yeah. nannies and maids yeah. just don't exist. But yeah, now we pretty much have like a living person who has like a small room in the house. <laughs> yeah, but it's still a time saver. Yeah, no. You, you know, do, like you need definitely that. Is. Like that's the thing. Because personally, I love cooking. I love to cook for myself. My food's mm-hmm. not really great, but I still love <laughs> to cook. And that recipe you gave me was pretty damn good. Really? Yeah. You know what? Next time I should prepare something. I should have prepared something. You should have. You, you should have brought us some food. Yeah, next time, yeah. Next, next time, time you get food, sure. Food. Yeah. Why, yeah. Did, why did you not? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I should buy you some food. <laughs> <laughs> I like meat. I don't know what he likes, but I like meat. <laughs> I'm sure it's a lot of things. Anything. <laughs> I'll eat anything. 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 Yeah. No, like little treats and stuff. I like treats. Yeah. Treats are good. Treats are good. <laughs> Who doesn't like treats? Who doesn't like treats? <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. Trying to find somewhere that actually does decent food is really hard. And as you said, like the sourcing of the food, the actual sizing of the food, even just coming down to the quality of the food per portion, per serving, and actually making it something that you want to look forward to eat on a daily basis is really freaking hard. Yeah. I just don't understand why. And I'm just like, actually, if you had that, I think I was talking to a client about it. I said, if you actually have like a smaller business, mm-hmm. which had like, 30 or 40 maximum people and you said okay like there's a waiting list after this amount so you know exactly how many people are going to have what like you can be a bit more customized to different people's needs and allergies and stuff like that and then just pump out could you talk about this after the show to me like can we do this after the show 
This is a good idea. You want to do it? Yeah. Since I'm a witness, I have to be a part of it. Yeah, like I'll do it. I could be the chef. That wouldn't be a bad idea. Hey, there we go. Okay, so we're done. Yeah, that's it. Yep, we're moving away from the Project Kuwait to the Project Kuwait Kitchen. I'm quite happy to do that because I need food. So, what about like the prep boxes? Like, if someone gives you a box with all the ingredients and everything in there. Everything's chopped up. Do you think people would be more inclined to do that? Because they do it in the States. Yeah. And I was thinking of bringing it here, but a lot of people have cooks, especially the Kuwaitis, right? Mm -hmm. We have cooks, we have nannies, all that stuff. Now, if you were to give shit, I shouldn't be saying this idea on here. But what like in, the recipe well, okay, card in Tagalog. You can cut now. There's a company Thank that does it already guys. here. There's a company that does it already. Yeah, yeah. But do they give it in different languages? Uh, probably not. They didn't think of that one. They owe me money now. You need to stop saying But like, I don't understand why people can't just get a recipe. If people are privileged enough to have someone in the house who does the cooking and things like that, which yeah. is fantastic if you do. If that is the case, then just take the recipe, give it to them. No, dude, they don't follow, man. Why not? Our cook. They don't follow. My mother-in-law's cook, and I hope she's not listening to this. No. Like, I've given him straight-up instructions. Like, all right, no oil. Just use this spray can. Cook chicken with this. Comes back to me, and it's like, it's doused in oil with onions. And I'm like, oh, man, that's not what I asked for. So would it not just take, like, it takes, like, a weekend just to go through stuff with them? Like, I mean, They still don't follow it. They don't follow Cooks no. don't follow it. Like, if you give me a recipe, I'm making my own shit up. So not really a cook. They're just a person who makes food. Pretty much. Okay. Right, well, <laughs> but see, that's the thing. That I get this too. I'm like, why don't you just go to the kitchen and do it yourself? Yeah, but you know, when I go to family's house, the cooks and whatever, whatever. And then like, I understand when they say like, the cooks can't make it. It's so simple. Right. Just don't put oil in the rice. Just don't put oil in here. Don't put salt. I mean, I think cooks and people from that culture have grown up just with that embedded in them of how to make these meals right. that yeah. they just stick to it. Yeah. And that's all they really know. They don't but. know anything else yet. I do all my own cooking. I like. Do what do you cook? You were grilling the other day, right? Yeah, like I cook as much as I can. But to be honest, like since November, I haven't had no time whatsoever. I absolutely love to cook, and I'm looking forward to Ramadan when I can actually have some time to cook. Yeah, but yeah, it's just the timing aspect because I'm rubbish at cleaning up as well. So like, Cardi will come behind me and clear up everything. I, I will literally be like chucking stuff everywhere. I'm like, because I'm all like salt bay all over, yeah. <laughs> everywhere, like salt and pepper going all over the place. But yeah, I absolutely love to cook, and I love to cook. I am fairly like healthy, but like tasty food and everything. Yeah. But I'm rubbish at treats and baking. Baking, I'm, I'm good bad at that at. actually. I sort of discovered I've never been into cooking and baking up until I actually started being a bit more serious with my athletic career because yeah. you need the fuel to perform. So you're a fan of our show. You love our show. You're a diehard fan. And you come on to our show and you can bake and you don't bring us anything. What's up with that? Yeah, like, what the hell? I know, dude. <laughs> Let's cancel the show right now. Let's I know, right, man? Like, this Any is other fans that are coming on this show, you know that you got to bring something <laughs> yeah. on. Okay, bring okay. Treats. That's the deal. Next time, that's the deal. But bring like while treats. I'm cooking and doing things, what speeds up the process is actually listening to the podcast. Okay. I'll be washing this dishes and then like Liam is probably dissing you and I'm laughing. And I was coming. I'm like, holy shit, this guy's savage, you know? Yeah, he is. He is a savage. But I, I enjoy it. I give it back to him after the show. Like, he's yeah. got a fragile ego, so yeah. I can't really, yeah, can't really bash on him can't too much. Can't clean or much. So. <laughs> hey, man, you can't talk Arabic. I can't. No, no, I'm bad at that. So this you, is where we can gang up on him. There we go. There we go. But I wanted to go back to listening to the podcast. Yeah. So we got to do some work because if people are listening to the podcast while they're cooking and cleaning, that's just like, we want to motivate. Like, get out to the gym. Yeah. 
man, I think you just need to start that business. I think like, so. I, I think you're ready. I think you're ready. I, I think can see the cogs in your head. Too. I know, man. That's all I've been thinking about for the last like 20 minutes. <laughs> Maybe you could do like a kind of like a cooking project a cooking thing. Episode. Like, like, so that's that a good idea, you know? You can like cook along with Ilya. Do you want to come on for a cooking episode? I'm so done. We'll do like, it. We'll put it on yeah. IGTV or something. Because when I'm starting my YouTube channel, I was telling my friend, I was like, I need a nice kitchen because I want to make something with a nice Dude, you know, I like, do not have ew. a nice kitchen. My kitchen is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I show you the video. Terrible I mean, too. Like, maybe we can I go borrow, like borrow someone's kitchen. Well, if in a month you could come to Waffle <laughs> if you want. Because <laughs> my house should be done by then. And like the kitchen so over there. Flights down there. Yeah, well, they're, they're going to have a train yeah. soon enough. You know? Yeah? Yeah, they're, they're, there's going to be a train. I what? think it's supposed to go from Schwech or the city train. all the way to like Amman. It's like a GCC metro train. My God, what's going on to Kuwait? What's happening with Kuwait? Yeah, have you guys been out that way? Mm. Like no. the road work and kind the construction. Of, yeah. It's insane now by the chalets. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. So like my crib's going to be awesome. Right in the middle of the heart of the city. In like 20 years. <laughs> 20 or 30 years. <laughs> That's smart though. Good move. Yeah. I hate traffic. Where's your gym? Is it in the city? Schwer. Schwer? Oh, so you're in Traffic Central. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm in Gezing and Traffic Central. Gezing and Traffic Central. Where yeah. in Schwer? In front of Mayar. Mayar and Telal complex. Oh, like that those place spots. Is, oh, that place is horrible. Where's and volume one? Any time of the day. That's that rubbish to get to. horrible. <laughs> that I start work at 6 a.m. So once I'm there, like from 6 a.m. till 3, I do not see anything outside. Thankfully. It's oh, just wow. when I'm leaving, that's when I'm like, oh my God. This is terrible. That's wow. a bad time to it's leave as well. It's terrible. And it's hot. Yeah. I was there for an event there until like 11.30 and it was busy the whole time. Just at 11.30, everyone like disappeared. <laughs> but that was it. Like I think maybe the coffee shops closed or something around there. Yeah, there. yeah. Once but the coffee like, shops are closed, it's a ghost town. Yeah. Wait, it's so people actually shops. drive out there? Like, I can't be bothered Dude, to everybody's that there. Oh, there. Like straight up. Really? There, yeah. Everybody's there. It's the not, whole It's not really your crowd there. They're like probably half your age. Hey, so man, come on. Shouldn't be hanging come around. On. What, you, what is that? What's that a supposed to be? A little over. I'm like the Fonzie. <laughs> you ever see Happy Days? <laughs> you ever watch Happy Days? Or is that that's too, old time. That's old. That's, that's old really, You've never like, seen Happy Days. No. But You've I feel like if you were like to go to Shuech to get a coffee there, you would be the type of guy that would like pull on like a dad joke. That's just me. That's just calling me old. Like I'm going to be 36 in two weeks. So that's just calling me old, dude. You just like come in there and like sing a dad joke while ordering coffee from Arabica. In the middle of like the Gezing Central. Like. And, then comp- and complaining about how expensive it is. <laughs> I know. How much? It is. It's like two and a half. Shina Hala. Okay, so I, I only complain sometimes. <laughs> I think you'd fit in then. You'd love it. Yeah. Can we, all right, so this is just turned into a show about ragging on Maddie. Yes. You two, two youngins, all right? Yes. We'll get yes. you a pair of Yeezys. You can wear your dish dasher and you know, like truck a cap. And go down there and hit it up. <laughs> <laughs> so what's a good time to go down there? I want to see the scene. Never. What's a, to, no, no, but what's a good time to go down and see the scene? Like see the younger generation and how they're interacting. Uh, like sunset. <laughs> you know, like Richard like, Attic. Like, I feel like it's like Richard Attic, bro. Like, there is no interaction between like anyone. It's just like… It's just they're on their phones? Like, yeah. Just, pretty really? much. Pretty much. Oh, man. And wow. selfies. And a lot of selfies. Like the girls will come in groups… And they would just hand each other each other's phones it's and then like take Liam pictures and like, yeah. <laughs> 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 like we were at this event, like basically for some trainers, and they had these perfect lighting, and people were just coming up to it and like taking selfies in groups and stuff like that. But this was like a pillar of lights that was supposed to be just be decoration, but just because it was that like perfect like blue light, are you taking a selfie right now? I'm taking a selfie right now. Like, <laughs> 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 
Let me get, let me hit you up. I Ba-bam. think all of us are taking a selfie <laughs> oh, right oh, now. Oh, oh your selfie. There, go. <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> hey, we got to go. Now we're doing like a selfie nation. There we go. I'm going to post that in a little while saying that Liam Glenn when he steals my phone. Hey, it's going to be like, what was going on in that interview tonight? But I mean… When it comes down to it, like social media does have a huge effect on our life. Yeah. And when we talk about eating habits, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said, we all said it, that prepping your food and knowing where it's coming from is an important thing and getting the right amount of calories in. Right. You know, bringing it back to serious business. Like, yes, you said abs aren't made in the kitchen. I mean, I kind of disagree with that because mm-hmm. I think abs are made in the kitchen by what no, you're ingesting. No, I said ingesting. abs are made. In the yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, my bad. Because okay. what you're ingesting into your body, like yeah. if you're eating McDonald's, realistically, you're not going to have that healthy physique versus if you're eating three or 4,000 calories like Liam and it's quality clean food, by default, it's going to fuel you differently. The big thing is the quality of food and like when we talk clean and stuff like that, you can still make kind of like what people think of dirtier food like with butter and stuff like that. They can still make buttery vegetables and they're still really good for you. (laughs) But it's just the quality of food is massive. And obviously some people go, oh, I need to have 4,000 calories. And then they're eating 4,000 calories of rubbish. But it is down to that understanding of like what good nutrition is. Mm-hmm. And Instagram can be like amazing for finding like cheap foods and burgers oh, and stuff like that. I can't. Like, so Sometimes good. I'm scrolling through and I'm like, like whoa, yeah, over a jar, yeah, pour, yeah. pouring on that chocolate. Exactly. Like you so know? good. But then at the same time, obviously that then starts to make you crave it. And you think, okay, well, maybe I can sneak that into my food. Yeah. And obviously there's some people who would say that, okay, there's nutritionists out there who are saying, okay, you can have, if it fits your macros kind of way. And they're saying, okay, you can have a burger. I still think that's bullshit. Like, yeah, I'll call like, any nutrition out on that. That's horseshit. It will make you lose weight. But I say weight, not fat, always. Mm-hmm. So, like, we're talking, it's going to lose lean muscle. You're going to go down, like, okay, great. Where we have a country that is very obese. <laughs> and actually… <laughs> very obese? Like, do, we, do we beat Mexico to, yet? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> to, yeah. To a certain extent, <laughs> like, that's… It's more important just straight to lose weight. And actually, if it means having a burger every day, but then you're still going under your calories, if it makes you lose weight and become healthier from that perspective, okay, to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. But at some point, you have to then start thinking, okay, how am I going to be a healthier individual? Yeah. And kind of the benefits of having that burger are going to stop after like a certain period of time. And so you've got to be quite careful about it. And obviously, we have this if it fits your macros thing because like it sounds really cool. Like you can have a burger or a donut or whatever you want. Like as long as you only eat one Mm -hmm. of those and that's all you eat for the rest of the day. In principle, people think, okay, I can eat that donut. Then they realize actually I'm not eating a lot of food on a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. because I'm sacrificing that four or 500 calorie donut where I could have like maybe a huge amount of vegetables or salad or something like that that's going to make me feel full up and actually also going to give me vitamins and nutrients yeah. that I need right. to make my skin better, my nails better, my hair better, which are all things that people care about as well. Mm-hmm. So someone might lose a load of weight but then look like a pile of shit because actually like their skin's really bad because they're yeah. super oily or whatever it might be. Their body's trying to process all these toxins that they're trying to ingest on a day-to-day mm-hmm. basis. So it's not just that really cool thing that you see on Instagram. Usually, like I always say, if it looks easy, then it's probably not the best way to do it. Right. The hard so, way is usually That's why like way. what comes easy won't last and what lasts won't exactly. succeed. So true. Yeah, it's so it's true. It's so true. It's 100% true. And like another thing people are afraid of is consuming the foods they want to consume. Yeah. You yeah. know? We had, like uh, you shouldn't be afraid of that, food. Yeah. Back in the day, I was actually reading something where one of like the older generation guys in fitness would say, why are people so afraid of being hungry? They were like, back in my day, we used to celebrate when we were hungry. That means we get to consume more food, more calories to perform, to actually like recover. Being hungry was a good sign for us. But nowadays, when people are hungry, they're afraid. They start to panic. 
it's not something you should panic. If you're consuming like nutritionist foods throughout the day, it's like the 80-20 concept. I don't know if you've heard of it. This is something I incorporate in my diet, in my lifestyle, my training, not every day. Like just when I feel like my body needs it. At the end of the day, our body needs sometimes processed sugars or processed foods. The way our bodies have developed throughout the generations and times, unfortunately, it has to consume these kinds of foods. Like growing up, make a kid happy. If you're walking down the mall, they would see like a candy, you know, the little booths. So you'll get them a bit of candy in a bag and they'll enjoy it. So this is like something we start to develop as getting older. So our, our bodies, I wouldn't say depend or rely on it, but it craves these substances, these like nutrients. But you can't completely deprive yourself from it. No, you're right. So that's why if you have like a balanced lifestyle, if you know what you're putting in your body, cooking your meals, just being careful with the oil or just that little drizzle, like my nutritionist would say, just that little drizzle of olive oil is like a shit ton of fat. And people just like, oh, it's olive oil. It's healthy. Drums the entire salad in olive oil. Like you said, it's still covering all the veggies and butter and whatever. So just like balancing your foods, balancing your life and just being comfortable. And then if you want to go out for a cheesecake, by all means, go out for a cheesecake. Yeah, if you deprive don't yourself. Be afraid, yeah, don't be right. afraid. Just go and have that, you know, freaking cheesecake. Who cares? But it gets to a point where people are like, okay, I'm going to binge. I've had one cheesecake. I'm going to order two more. This is where things get out of control. But it's with everything else in life. If you don't control anything in life, and if you just go over the boundaries, there will be no balance or stability. Just if you look outside of the nutrition and fitness industry, you need to have a good balance in your life. You can't deprive yourself from one thing. So, I mean, this is the way I see it. Some people will disagree. Some people will agree. I don't know. I believe in that way. There's sometimes I would want to eat chocolate. My friends yesterday went to Kanafe and donuts after training. <laughs> They're like, okay, we're going to go for Krispy Kreme. Cool. Gets like a few donuts. Krispy okay, Kreme. now Kanafe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if my friends Dude, hear this, like they're going to be like, oh, yeah, that was a good day. I'm not a big donut fan. Like, I'm a huge you put cheesecake in front of me? You put a cheesecake in front of me? I'll polish that damn thing off. Yeah. I love you know? cheesecake. But you're right. I mean, in all honesty, like by no means do I count my macros. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll track just to see if I'm consuming enough protein and getting enough in the day. Mm-hmm. But like, dude, I eat. I eat heavy. Yeah. But I try to eat the right foods. Like I'll eat like a half a pound of beef. Like it's no one's business. <laughs> like that's my go-to. You know, I just take hamburger meat, throw it on a pan and then I'm just mound. But that's what my body works well off of the fats. Like I do good with fat and carbs and whatever. But like it just makes a difference when you're comfortable enough mm-hmm. to know that, hey, if I eat this, it's going to fuel me this way rather than the other way. Yeah. And not deprive yourself. It's really important. I think I would always say it. Like if someone comes up to me and goes, oh, I need a hamburger or a beef burger or whatever it is, I'll go, okay, like why do you feel like you need that? Oh, I just be like last couple of days, I just feeling like I really, really need it. I'm craving it. I go, okay, well, you're probably sodium deficient. And actually maybe it might just be useful for you to just go and smash this beef burger. Mm-hmm. But actually then I'm not saying I like, don't go and have like the dessert after and things like that. But like, that's what I mean. Like, when they go over, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like actually so, your body usually knows what it wants. And if it's telling yeah. you I really want something, then sometimes like it's a good thing to go and go after it. Uh, yeah, sometimes. Um, obviously like need discipline. And like yeah. there's a certain stage when you kind of go, okay, am I preparing for a show or something like that? Then mm-hmm. if my body's after that burger or whatever, maybe I shouldn't be having it because I'm trying to reach some goals. But if it's just a happy, healthy lifestyle, then allowing yourself to be able to take that is yeah. a big psychological step forward. As you said, a thing that a lot of people don't do. They kind of go, okay, I'm not having anything. And then two weeks later, they have everything. everything. From <laughs> yeah. breakfast to yeah. dinner, you know? Yeah, and like super bad. Like for the whole weekend, then yeah. it turns into a whole massive binge for the weekend. And after like two days, then likelihood you're going to drop out from the gym, going to drop out from… That's what I mean. Like just consuming all these like 
negative foods. It just it just makes a dent, you know, in everything. Yeah. Like you've progressed positively. That's why I would like tell my clients to incorporate it on a weekly thing. Like not once a week, but like whenever they feel like, trust yourself, listen to your body. I'd always tell them, listen to your body. Sometimes they come to me and tell me, I'm not feeling well. And I don't know if I can work out. Why'd you come to the gym? Listen to your body. If you need to rest, take that rest. If you need to eat that piece of chocolate, eat that piece of chocolate. But the point when you start to let your mind control you, it just messes with you. And it happens to me all the time. I'm not a bodybuilder, but I love watching bodybuilding and certain YouTubers and vloggers because I get to follow up from their progressions and just seeing how they discipline themselves and their lives and everything. And I feel like that's one thing that motivates me when I have to go through that or if I'm going through this kind of stage or this kind of period where I just want to cleanse and just focus on consuming clean foods just to help with my performance, with my training for upcoming competitions. But then every once in a while, you'll see me having a treat because my body is asking for it and I'm allowing it. This is how I improve personally. The other day I went and I had a wrap and I had pizza and I had everything. And the night I went to go smash a training session and I killed it. I never felt so good in my life because maybe I was on a sodium deficiency, like you said, or I was deficient on some sort of like nutrient. And I hammered it. It was great. I felt so good. I didn't feel bloated. I just felt like my body responded so well to that amount of like caloric foods and that amount of oil and whatever, just by balancing. Usually I'd feel like shit after eating that amount of food. Yeah. I feel like, oh, I can't do anything for the rest of the day. No, like a few hours later, I just went and trained and it was awesome. Makes you know? sense. Kind of like a carb surge. Yeah. <laughs> you ever have one of those if you're on keto yeah. and then you eat some carbs and it's like, you feel like the Incredible Hulk in the gym? That shit's Dude, awesome. Dude, I had like <laughs> such an incredible pump. It was like nine o'clock at night. I was like, damn. Cool. <laughs> it was great. Uh, I loved it. Oh, that's awesome. It's, yeah, look, yeah. it's been awesome having you on. And, yeah. you know, this has been great. I mean, dude, this was definitely great... come back. She's got to bring treats. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. promise oh. you We're going to do a cooking it's episode. A promise. We're 100% doing a cooking episode. For sure. And you're bringing us some treats. And I'll make you guys some bone and ribeye. Right. I saw that and I was like, damn. Dude, that's want... all I've been yeah, making yeah. for the last like <laughs> month. I've been trying to perfect the bone and ribeye. And I've got it down pat right now. You sear it for about five minutes on each side. Yeah. Pop it in the oven yeah. for 15 minutes. Done. Come out. Oh, man. It's, it's nice and it's tender. juicy, tender. Oh, yes. it's, yeah. Yeah. With Looking a baked potato, some corn. Bring, it, bring American, it American style. American meal. American, yeah, American proper American meal. meal. <laughs> but no, seriously, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having awesome me, guys. Having it was great. Having you on yeah. here. It was so much fun today. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks so much. See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. You can also find us on Instagram at The Project Kuwait. Thank you, and join us next time.